Welcome, everybody. This is BMW Weekly episode 160. It is 4th of April. We are on the second quarter of the year, which is actually pretty cool. So, uh, moves well, this time is moving fast for sure. So, which is, which is great. Spring is coming on the northern hemisphere. I'm just waiting for the already one. fall. Sorry, <laughs> okay. it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain the whole week after after two or three weeks of sun. Now it's gonna rain the whole week. Like we are already I'm, going back to the fall. Like so, I, I can. I I need to show this because I'm so happy about this. Uh, so 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 cool. So cool. So cool. Now that we're recording, super important. PMP weekly. So cool. So cool. For people listening to us without video, <laughs> Vesta is showing a shoe <laughs> with kind of screws. On the saw of it, like Yay. I think it's meant to attach wheels to it. I yes, guess exactly. Yes. Okay, so it's a roller blade shoe. Inline, is that is yeah. that what it is? Inline roller. In, yes. Inline skate. Okay. Whatever the the. It's actually um. Uh, so roller roller blade is also a company which actually came off with roller plating, but then as there are other companies nowadays, then people talk about inline skating rather yeah, than it's inline skates are all in one row whereas roller skates are in pairs i think that was the different differentiator i no? don't know i uh, again it, it's that's how i go about so, it but yes anyways so this, the, the important thing we talk about the inline skating and <laughs> the weather and <laughs> seasons of the year across the globe <laughs> anything else now here in, the whole in, week. <laughs> I'll talk about the latest Microsoft 365. We typically have a visitor like this week as well. Arjun Menon joined us on the uh, to have a discussion on his path uh, or journey in the community. Uh, he's based in Bangalore, India, and and actually started contributing 2018, so four years ago or something like that. Got more closely involved, and through the sharing is caring initiatives. Thank you, David and Hugo, leading those things. Got more familiar with the GitHub. Got from, from, uh, more accepted on the idea that hey, I can actually contribute, and everybody can. Uh, of course, everybody is welcome to contribute, and then started contributing. Got to be an MVP. Got to be a maintainer, maintainer in the CLI yep. nowadays. So it's a, it's a really good discussion, and on the why the community actually matters and why people would be doing that, even though they have their day job and they might be busy otherwise. Really cool. But let's actually jump in there right away. So, and then we'll go back on after that on the articles and we'll talk about the latest on the week. Sounds good? Aye. Bye. <laughs> let's go to the interview. Thank you, Waldek. So welcome, Aryun. Uh, Aryun Menon from India uh, to the PMP Weekly episode 160. So good to have you in here. Uh, um, before we go to your details on your side, uh, I just want to say congratulations on, on achieving the MVP status uh, because you've been really active for years uh, in the in the open source and community side of the house. But let's start from there. Who are you? What are you doing? And to, to what, what's your feelings around the MVP uh, award? Hello, hello, everyone. I am Arjun Menon. I am a technical architect working for Tata Consultancy Service, TCS, based out of Bangalore, India. Uh, that's what I do for my living. And outside that, I think Vesa just, uh, um, uh, just covered that I am uh, recently added MVP. I think I became official on March 1st. Uh, that's one news. And another big news which I feel uh, to my heart is that I've been recently added into the, the elite PNP team member. And that, that's another huge news according to you. So that's, that's me. And I am basically part of a team who uh, develops apps for the team, uh, increases the adoption or showing the art of possible to the clients, what all things you can do in teams. Uh, that, that's what I do in, in my daily work. And that, that's, that's all about me. 
you can start to get started from there. How did you get to be a technical architect at Tata Consultancies called Consultancy Services? Now I've learned the, the right name of saying the company as well. So. <laughs> Good, congrats. Names are difficult, Vesa. Names are difficult. <laughs> so I, I, I recently, I would say it's not recent, it's been an year. I completed a year uh, at TCS last uh, March. So it's been an year in TCS before that I was in a different organization. And uh, how did I come to know is that because uh, I wa- always wanted to be part of a team who uh does something in teams area which i have never experienced before uh, before tcs so that is the reason which i joined tcs uh, in in first place uh, and i was talking about the teams part before uh, teams i was primarily focusing on the on the sharepoint side of the house uh, spfx and everything and now uh, currently into the teams yeah uh, in terms of experience i started as a asp.net developer uh, back in the old days and i think one one and a half years i was working in the asp.net development uh, developing web applications for the for the various organizations then then the whole beautiful world sharepoint came into the picture and back the, back in the days it was 2007 and we all know how good they were how beautiful they were how elite they were oh yeah so th- that's what it started uh, and uh, i still remember the first uh, project which i got it was a 2007 and i still see the all the geo, the user interface it was built in user controls i think acs went and even the gui you have to build in the c sharp code i still remember and yeah. i was totally confused with that luckily <laughs> that was my last project in 2007 then i got switched into 2010 2013 and finally into the online so there has been a great journey right from the 2007 and to do the whole m365 world so far so yeah. that, that was great wonderful it was it, you you have kind of this classical let's say historical storyline of going to the teams and Microsoft 365 more broadly so coming from the SharePoint background because there's there's a lot of us who have been doing decades of work in a SharePoint and then of course the explosion uh, the explosion of the offers and opportunities in M365 happen uh, after that which is which is of course awesome and then getting to the teams is completely understandable as well it is a there's a high demand on that now what does that actually mean in practice so you do stuff in teams uh, do you work with the local customers do you work globally what what kind of things are those just to drill a bit on that so what does it mean that you're building stuff for teams Yeah so there's a couple of things which involves uh, in my day to day activities right we do have global customers so i don't see much of the local customers at least the customers which we deal primarily are the global customers so uh, it expands into multiple things so uh, there are one area what we do is that we find to identify some of the line of business actions specifically for the frontline workers and see how we can bring teams into their ecosystem that is one area which we focusing on try to find their pain areas and how teams can Uh, potentially benefit them that's one area which i uh, focusing on along with that there are some customers who comes to us asking what all we can do in team what are the art of possible in team how we can bring their line of business into the team's ecosystem altogether so these are the kind of work uh, which we built it for the for the for the organizations across and that's one aspect and another aspect is that there are also certain set of team who wants to be part of the team's development so it is our team who helps them where you can start how you can build components of that that's another aspect so these are the three areas which we focus on the team's part yeah okay. that's that's really cool now let's let's then uh, trill bit about your where do we start first open source community let's let's talk about your open source and community and 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 let, uh, 
I'm not going to explain what you do, but you've been active on the community side of the house. So what w- what is the the thing what you've been working in the past within the past week, uh, past years, not weeks, well weeks, well, but past, past years. <laughs> Many weeks That's... make up a year. Ah, yeah. <laughs> True. Fifty-four weeks precisely. So, so yeah, you're good. Mm. So yeah. So uh, I think I started my journey. I think back in 2019 or 2000. In fact, my Uh, uh, knowledge about the PNP started a bit before that because I uh, Ravi is a close friend of mine, so she I used to see her names across the Twitters and all the tech community, and I I felt one day maybe I also need to be famous one day. So what's the when I grow way? up, I want to be that. That's that's what it started actually. So I asked her, what do you what what does she do? I mean, she said uh, she takes part in the CLI CLI for Microsoft 365, and she. contribute everything over there and i went through that i think that was back in 2019 and then i went through that in fact i i think that was the first time i uh, forked that uh, cli project into my local so then after that after 3 4 months i did not do anything on that no 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 bl- blame to no one else it's only to me because i was a bit busy in the work and i just went through it then i started this whole becoming famous came into my mind again i should be famous again and i started <laughs> contributing to the cli for microsoft resistify So what I started is with a with a sample script. It is as simple as that because that's the right way to do that. Because uh, jumping directly into the code base is going to be a risky business for a person like me because it will be too much overwhelming and you need to understand how it works. So I started with a PNP script samples and I developed the script. I did not create that script myself. It was done by someone else. And what I did is that I converted that into CLI and created the first PR. And what happened is that the PR got approved. and there were people all the famous people who started sharing that okay welcome to this community and that feeling i still don't forget it that's the best feeling which i had i mean every people who i look forward to who i considered as off and they started sharing and that was the best feeling then i understood okay this is a nice journey this is going to be make me famous and more than that it's going to make me a better person what i am and that was the beginning of the journey from then i started contributing to the commands and i created uh, i gave an uh, there was an enhancement command which was there and i started contributing to that and it went on and on and on and the best part is that when you give a command and when you submit a pr you'll get something called review command right i still remember my first command i think i had around 50 to 20 review commands and when i saw that my goodness I understood what I'm doing wrong. That's I'm awesome. Get too better. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, and I think it was Voltec. It was you who reviewed the initial thing, and I understood. Okay, there are a lot of learnings which you need to make, and along with you contributing to the community, you are learning yourself. I would say you're learning yourself is much more than the other part because though you are spending your time for the community. you are learning and that is an area which most of the people uh, it is an underrated comment i would say because uh, you are learning lot of things from the community that that's brilliant and that is my journey yeah. i would say yeah now that's that's actually a really good description and and also <laughs> the, i want to be a famous uh, aspiration but, but but of course there's there's multiple let's say motives which we do and then then realizing that it actually helps you to grow as a technical person and a grow as a person and a human being as well how do you feel that you already gave positive feedback on wildact related on the engagement but how do you feel of the on on the let's say there's always a third there's always this oh my god oh my god should i am i good enough can i actually do the pull request oh but i don't know i don't 
and you go over that and then you do the initial pull request and the submission is the community welcoming is it how is it helpful everything everything worked okay um on that side uh totally so uh, i think i also went through the same uh, thought which you said right now whether am i good enough to initiate a pr for the people who have been doing it and yeah. that happens only for a very first time i will tell you i'll tell you the reason why the moment you do that uh, even though you may consider yourself not good enough and you initiate a pr but the welcome which you get from all the community not even from the cli across the community is just brilliant because even if even though you are asking a trivial question it could be stupid uh, i won't call it as a stupid question a silly question but they take their time and respond it to you and yeah. that is the brilliance of the community and only as i said only for the first time you would feel okay you may not be good enough whether you're doing it right or not then you understood okay even though you consider themselves as superheroes they are also humans okay they they know understand your feelings that they understand your emotions and they uh, spend their time to make yourself a better person make the product as a better person and that yeah. is wonderful and no wonder why pnp community is the best community in the world i mean i can i can probably say that so the one thing that i'm interested in because you went actually from your first fork and a pr to actually being on the other side now it's you because you maintain a project right like you mean you maintain cli for m365 so now it's you welcoming orders welcome um answering questions that they have reviewing their work how do you feel about that journey you've had so far from your first fork and not doing anything to being on the other side and actually be you being the guide Oh, you're the uh, famous person, by the way, and then exactly. you're the person who's actually everybody is like, oh my God, he's well, giving me now input I, and Yeah, exactly. Comments. When I when I and I grow up, I want to be that. You. And, and Arya, <laughs> before you mentioned that, I have to say that that feeling is exactly where all of us came from. Because trust me, every single one person in this call had the same. Am I good enough? Am I good enough? Am I good enough? And as I push in the first pull requesting, well, or maybe there wasn't a even secret, pull requests at the time. A secret, it never stops. <laughs> and with the secret in there, and then you do mistakes <laughs> and all of that. But then you learn. It because never stops, really. Things. So, yes. That, that is correct. Yeah, answering the Waldex question, yes, I did have a overwhelming feeling because uh, before uh, all I needed to do was just to pre-initiate the pull request because I'll get a review comment and uh, maybe my responsibility is far less compared to what I am right now, the maintainer part. But when it came to maintainer, uh, I felt a bit responsible because with power comes responsibility. So you need to make sure that what you are following is what you are supposed to do. Uh, so what the thing which I did personally is that I went, uh, uh, I Uh, i was just following uh, what other maintainers are doing who has been there as a maintainer for quite some time and what they have been doing what is their do be it uh, walled be it gary or uh, radia or all these maintainers who cli already has and uh, i sta- i started following that and then i took up uh, some of the review comments whether am i good enough whether i'm rep- I'm, i'm i'm giving the comments which i'm supposed to do because i'm always sure that even if i don't if i give something wrong there will be people behind my back who will correct me which is how the community works so it is not that no one is pointing fingers at you it is it is a collective effort so even if initially i felt a bit overwhelming boldex uh, being a maintainer but then i felt okay uh, there are there is a big team who is beside me and even if i do something wrong which is which is fine it is okay the team will take care of you that 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 is why that feeling uh, made me more comfortable within the community and Yeah, that's how it is. And if there is someone new who aspires to be where you are now, what 
one piece of advice would you give them? Three. It's or three pieces. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to say one because the one will always be two. Because if we if we start with three, it's going to be five, you know. <laughs> oh, well, that is realistic. <laughs> uh, okay, so once I got uh, once I got this MVP award, at least it became uh, uh, when I when I became famous. I'll put it this way. Uh, people started asking me, uh, "How do you become an MVP? Uh, how do you become an MVP?" So what I used to tell them is that uh, you cannot become an MVP. You need to be an MVP because MVP is not a milestone. It is not a checkpoint where you reach because it has to be part of your your journey. that's what i personally felt it because uh, and that's why i feel the mvp program is not as transparent as it used uh, it, it has to be because it does not have the checkpoint you need to do this you need to do this no you do not get that so you have to start uh, you should not aim for the mvp you need to start contributing to the community and eventually you will become mvp that's how ideally the journey has to be and any mvp what i feel is that mvp who has become mvp only once he or she will continue through his journey i'm sure mo- that's how it is success rate is and no wonder that is the reason why you want to be so i would say that is one advice which you need to do and then other advice it will be a cliche it will be a bit philosophical you need to love what you do because otherwise if you want to if you are aiming for becoming an mvp once you get an mvp you will get bored then there is nothing you can do so you need to continue l- doing what you love and that's why that's why and adding to that one reason why i joined community is because once your day job becomes boring when you want start becoming very boring thing community is an area where you get to do lot of things and you will not be judged you will not be pointed fingers at and you can do whatever you love to do and you can do all this so i gave you three advice by the way i'm not going there to you go. So <laughs> there you go i knew it right? because like if you start with three it's going to be always more so let's start with one there will be yes yeah, so, but there's this one more thing i want to share yeah <laughs> but I, 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 that's that's something what we've been talking about with um, Wildek already many many years, where where the the value the main value of well not main value one of the values because all of us all the humans it's highly subjective but for some of us one of the key values in the community for sure is that when the day job like you said gets boring. You still have an area where you can like, hey, I can investigate, I can do new stuff, I can engage, and and you find similar-minded peers, so similar-minded people to to actually share your learnings and 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 through those connection you then build networks of people. Not that you intentionally want to networking people, um, but you kind of naturally grow to know people and then have connections throughout the world. Um, but that takes time, uh, of course. But it, it's highly let's say it's it's quite rewarding uh, yeah yeah because then you get to know people and different perspectives and different exactly. which increases diversity which increases understanding of the world enormously because we work yeah and Correct. you you don't i'm sorry i'm sorry uh, you uh, unless if i'm part of an community i wouldn't have any chance to work from the people across the globe Yeah. Uh, well, like you are from uh, Netherlands or Poland, and yeah, Vesi, you are from Finland. And there is no way if you are not part of a community, you'll not be able to work or get yourself connected across to them. And that is wonderful. You will get to know what is their thoughts, how different are they from your thoughts, and how are their ideas getting formulated, and how do they execute it. There are a lot of learnings every day. Yeah. So that's a beauty. That's a beauty. Yeah. It is. It is right because like that. That is exactly that. If and that's also so depends on the company type you work uh, with, right? If like I used to work with companies that are twenty odd folks, right? Like at some point you start. If that is the only group with which you work, you start at some point 
echoing what's being said in that small group. Whereas if you if you go out there, you get exposed to many people with many backgrounds, ideas, journeys that they went through, perspective, customers, geographies, and so forth and so on. And all of that will have impact on the way you see things, the way you think about things, right? So it will help you grow beyond anything that you can grow internally. And of course, if you work for a big company globally and you're active in communities internally, you kind of have the same thing, but it's still, you still only get to see one culture, one type yeah. of company, sure. one type of thinking. And there's so much more out there, and especially nowadays with internet available to us, it's uh, exciting, right? To be able to connect with others, with people with whom, as, as you said, with whom you don't get to work otherwise uh, every day and actually be able to work with them and learn from them, right? Totally, totally. That, 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 that you won't get it outside. Definitely you won't get it outside. I mean, though we are meeting only virtually right now, I'm sure there will be a day where we all meet will we'll physically at least. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Crossing fingers that... <laughs> well, probably right the first time we will meet, we will not work, right? Because they will be like, oh my God, we meet in person. Ah, correct, correct. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And we'll have the la- the biggest imposter syndrome just to talk with others. So yeah, so that happens. Yeah. yeah. Now related actually on the on the meeting in person, we we just last week uh, on the end of the of the March there was an MVP summit. Um, you as a new MVP uh, person starting from first of uh, March, great timing by the way. You get to be in the MVP summit because if uh, if you were awarded on first of April, then first of all you wouldn't know if it's true or not, and second of all. <laughs> because of April yeah, Fool's. <laughs> but uh, they will say basically, for those who don't know, there's a NDA, NDA meaning that stuff, uh, we cover topics from Microsoft, which are under, uh, they're still secret. So they're not allowed to be shared externally. But with MVPs, as part of the MVP, let's say agreement and contract, um, uh, MVPs do get access on well, they need to first of all sign the NDA. I'm not going to tell about these things, and then then second of all, they get access on on what's coming. Um, you said that you had a chance on on participating at least two days of MVP summit before we started recording. How how was the experience? Uh, it was it was wonderful. I would say it was. Uh, I would there are, one thing is that it was too much information was there, so I need to try to take time to digest uh, all those information, overwhelming information. And the best part is that. Uh, there was, especially with respect to the teams and other areas, there were some uncertainties whether uh, uh, Microsoft is going to invest in this thing in this area, ABC area. And now we get to know whether that will do, will do it or not, not revealing the LDA part area, but whether they will do it or not. So that is something wonderful. That will be very, very invaluable for the MVP, especially when they want to solution their their part for their customers, not revealing anything. But the direction it is going to be. So yeah. I would say, in, there is a lot of information around. Only thing we need to have one, we need to spend one more week to go through all the videos and see what is happening. <laughs> yeah, that is yes. one thing. But the best yeah. part is that I love the chat part because only if you are part of the meeting, you'll be able to understand what others are asking, and uh, there you'll get a lot of your questions answered. So that is another best part. So yeah, it is different than the actual meeting, but I don't blame it. I don't. I'm not complaining. Yeah. It is different. Yeah. And, and referencing back on the in-person uh, thing that, of course, before the pandemic, uh, in, uh, the MVP summit happened actually in person in Redmond um, because it's it's Microsoft telling for MVPs what's happening. So and everybody typically are in, in Redmond, except this one guy in, in Netherlands and this one person in Finland. But typically they fly over then to talk about things. Well, there's quite a few Microsoft people living outside of Redmond as well. Anyway, so 
That's what well, like you miles. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm missing something clearly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, the the and and last uh, three last week uh, the MVP summit it, it was pretty. I think it was 570 whatever sessions. So it, it's quite overwhelming to have that amount of sessions. And then you need to select those which are going to want to be in person, and with time zone differences and everything else, it it does get complicated. Um, but um, the in person experiences in MVP summit those are really 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 cool because typically again you get to fly to Redmond, you'll see the campus which is huge and then people are realizing that oh my god this is massive it is basically a town like the it, campus it is, is, yeah. is basically a microsoft town like you yeah. could have you could you could just might as well have a, a board next to the road like you're entering microsoft now yeah and <laughs> then you can drive tens of minutes and you're still inside of the town so because yeah, yeah, of the yeah, traffic yeah. of course now um <laughs> But um, but yeah, I, I hopefully next year we'll see uh, MVP summit will be then in person. But then it's how's your actually so uh, are you think about in that one the the fact that in person versus remote versus and and your your experiences on Microsoft Teams. How do you feel about this? Uh, how would I put it? Um, is the, the the remote thing is it good enough already in Teams? Uh, should we do how how is how is the future looking from your perspective related on hybrid meetings and asynchronous way of working, which is Waldex's favorite topic? Uh, is this something where we are truly investing now, uh, or should we be doing in-person things, or should we do hybrids or or anything? Any any thoughts on that? More on your work side say, of the house. Yeah, I would say that two sided strong uh, because. Uh, in one side, uh, if it is a virtual event, uh, it will give you the avenue for the people who may not be able to uh, travel exactly. physically to that. Be it in, exactly. in terms of, let's say, flights and like, any, any other place. For them, definitely, it is going to be a boost. But personally, I would love to be part of the actual meetings because uh, you get to meet people, you get to uh, understand right from that. And uh, more than that, you'll be able to communicate with the peers. Uh, because you may not be a presenter, you'll just be a attendee, but you'll be able to uh, have a discussion, strike a conversation with others and see, understand what are they doing, how are they doing differently than what you're doing. So these kind of perspectives you will get. But on the other side, there will be people who may not be skeptical in asking questions, uh, like me, because I'm, I'm a bit skeptical when I ask questions. For me, teams give me an avenue to ask, put it as a chat, which is nice, which is, which is great for many people. So I would say it's a two-sided process. If you ask me personally, I would prefer the prefer the actual event. That's my personal opinion. But uh, it has its own pleasure, my yeah. uh, And yeah, the team's experience and everything is good. But when the moment of that personal element is missing in the actual world. But yeah, yeah. I'm from players. It's it's different, and and that's actually a really interesting point as well. And jumping a bit of the of something what you said, but but the fact that you are in remotely and you are in Teams, there's a lower barrier to ask questions because you can use the chat, which is actually exactly. absolutely true. Because in the in the room where there's 60 or 80 people in a room, uh, we at least personally, it's always like, well, am I now? It's worthy? intimidating. Am I worthy? It's intimidating. Is, is one of my like, stupid? How could I? I recall. Can I? I, I I recall when I was first time at the summit, it's exactly that. Like you're in a room with all the people to whom, to whom you, uh, you looked up to for years. You're in the room with them, kind of equal. And you are supposed to like raise your hand, stand up, say who you are and ask your stuff. Like, hell no, absolutely not. Like that, that no. 
and on this episode. Right. See, see, I'm late. I'm late show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, like, uh, yeah, like ha- having the ability, and I'm sure, and that's exactly what you see also, and 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 also the fact like, is what you're about to ask, is that relevant to everybody else? And this is exactly what you see that at the summit, but but also at all other events. People will come up after the event to whoever spoke in smaller groups, one-on-one, one-on-few, but not with everybody in the audience and doing like raising hands in the middle of somebody. No, 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 like that's not, at least for me, that was never a thing. Like, like, nah, which is a shame, right? Because like people who speak, they want feedback. Like we used to come there, you know, jump on a plane, fly eight, nine, 10, 11 hours, whatever hours to give feedback. And then it's like, uh, kind of shy, you know. Too difficult. <laughs> it's too difficult. My arms are not lifting. Yeah, it's no like, oh, problem. so tired. So, so tired after the flight. So tired. Actually, just reminded me on, on well, just the, the, the point in the, in the head, but point in the head, whatever that means. Wow. Anyway, Monday morning, I English thought. is hard. Now, point in the head. Thank you. Uh, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually great to see this this um all of this tooling like Microsoft Teams and, and the GitHub and all of this thing is actually also equalizing the community work. Because again, it's not just the fact that you're country versus Richmond and and but it's also the regional uh, events. So every now and then people cannot actually join on the on the in-person events. We can do stuff remotely. We can work in GitHub. There's a lot of contributors which we haven't actually met face-to-face, but we engage with them in a GitHub, in Twitter, in a social media, in a LinkedIn and all of that. So, and still, somehow, magically, community is able to kind of align its way through a joint direction, which is kind of cool. So it's it doesn't require that you are in-person, and it, it, it then provides equal opportunities. Anybody who has a GitHub account, which is free, right. can actually build the and and can grow to be an MVP, which is actually really cool. So totally, I was always wondering. I mean, how uh, before this whole uh, online thing, let's say when it's in 2010, 2012, how people used to get MVP because it is very complex. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was more presentations, conferences. Yeah, Books. Books. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. harder. So now it is. I would say it is easier to get yourself connected. And uh, compared to the old ages, right now it is very difficult to be part. Uh, very easy to be part of the community. Unlike let's say ten years back. So. Yeah. So yes, yeah, it is wonderful. Technology is equalizing the opportunities, which is absolutely great. Like it should be. It it's it it's just be. enabling everybody across the world to have the equal opportunities of contributing and being active. Correct. 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 But still, in-person meetings are still cool. But and that's nice. I guess, nice too. Should not mean that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but then at the same time, uh, at least personally, I say as uh, well, I, I have a massive imposter syndrome, uh, and 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 meeting people always face to face and being a shy, it always makes me feel really, really tired after those days. So having this kind of a nice distance between the people. Sorry, you're somewhere in here. Uh, I don't really need to be uh, super engaged it it gives it's easier to handle uh, the the energy levels uh, for sure the in-person meeting yeah. and discussions and it's much more demanding so yeah partial anonymity yeah it is nice yes 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then you can change your background if you want, and you can do all of that. Nobody knows where you're calling from, and and but still, it's it's technology provides us the equal opportunities of being in those meetings, uh, regardless of the background. So, and I think, sure. and, I, and and I think if there is if there is one thing that we learned from the last two years is that we still didn't really crack the the mystery in a way or the the recipe for engaging with others virtually. And I, and, and I don't think that that is technology's fault. Like, I don't think that there's like, you know what, like we need this feature in Teams or somewhere else and that will will make it. I think it's the whole thing like, yes, like as you said, like being able to attend event from your own house, like solves many issues like travel, politics, finance, many things. Like it makes the content accessible to everybody. It's it it invites broader audience, more diverse and inclusive. But this one thing that I think we still miss is the ability to connect, you know, to have the the hallway discussions over a beverage around things, um, the connection part. And I think like if that if we if we manage to crack this one missing ingredient, I think virtual would be here to stay because it's better for so many reasons. Like it's better for finance, the planet, like everything like on every single thing you get you get the benefits as long as we have this one less thing like how can we we connect with others virtually the same way we used to do in person now from a timing perspective uh i guess we need to close up in a in a relatively soon but uh are you i'm gonna put you in spot and 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 ask still what would be your three tips for anybody we talked about that some of this already but what would be the three tips for anybody who's looking into growing uh uh, growing and and starting to contributing in the community Uh, how would you know which community where and and any tips on approaching uh this this objective uh, I would say I think we are we have been uh, showing it to everyone. I think the N three sixty five P and even when someone asked me how do you start it, one link which I used to tell them is that go to aka.ms slash N three sixty five P and because you will get that is the single entry point for everything. Okay, that is one uh, area where you get to know what what is PNP, what is N three sixty five community and everything. From then you connect with anyone. See even if you you are a person who you don't know anyone who is whom you are contributing it. Connect with any random person and you'll get a welcoming message. And it is, that is my experience and I'm sure everyone would have got the same experience. So you, you don't need to hesitate and uh, ask them what what should you do, how should I do. And I'm sure they will be able to help you and they will help you also. And uh, there are also dedicated sessions, sharing is uh, caring sessions which will be happening around. I was, I was, I think I attended that first session back in 2018, and I started right from there. And if my uh, journey has been, uh, if you see, if you find that my journey has been good, probably that will be for everyone. So all you need to do is that take an initiative and ask someone. It is, they're not going to judge you, they're not going to point fingers at you, and they'll welcome you. And you get it. Everybody is certainly welcome. Everybody across the planet are welcome. One hundred percent. So respect you of where you belong, respect you of which agenda you are. That is that is that. Yes. yes, absolutely. Cool. I think that sums up uh, this interview. Thank you, thank you, Aryan, uh, for joining us. Really, really cool discussion. And congratulations on the MVP status and the PMP team uh, status as well. So really, really cool and great to have you uh, actively involved, helping others. Then now 
to be part of the community. So it's it's a really great journey from starting contributing and then being actually now on the other side and helping others to to feel appreciated like it should be. So thank you, thanks a lot. I mean, it's been a very very wonderful session and. thanks for be welcoming me to be part of this show. because i've been a uh, ardent listener of this show right from the day one uh, it, it used to be a routine when i go to the commute so i cannot still fathom the fact that i am part of this session but that is how the welcome community is i mean anyone across the globe will be welcome and it it was wonderful talking to you thank you and then uh from here we'll jump on to the weekly articles with wildlife but thank you arjun really really thank you arjun thank you thanks a lot Uh, thank you, Aryan. One more time. Uh, really, really cool discussion, and and good to catch up as well. And hopefully, as as we had a discussion, hopefully we'll meet at some point face to face. Year from now, maybe MVP summit, or maybe earlier at somewhere in the world, if if we will start uh, seeing people in in person conferences. I think the in overall, I think people are much more, let's say, thoughtful. on the fact that will they travel that much anymore after this two and a half years in the in the pandemic uh, at least personally it's it's do i want to actually go so we have the las vegas conference happening this week in las vegas and of course i was asked that hey do you want to go and it's like well do i really want to go <laughs> well i think it is it is an interesting thing because i think there was a time way back when where going to an event equaled you traveled so that was just a default like you traveled to an event the last two years it was the other opposite where well you couldn't go anywhere there were like the only events were virtual and i think that now we're kind of going to the point where things open up at, at, at least in some some parts of the world but we're kind of in the place like hey like we experienced the two extremes we traveled with all the things like you know the hassles yeah. of travel the airports and so forth and so on had like for some uh visas costs we had also the other extreme like we didn't go anywhere which has the benefits too like no traffic jams no travel more time with your family and so forth and so on and now we're kind of like hmm and now i think we are at a point where it's becoming a deliberate choice yes. do i really want to go there yep and will the benefit outweigh you know the uh the inconvenience of travel the downsides exactly so so it is it is i think guess an interesting time for everybody really to see and learn like how will we go about it and what will be the outcome of it absolutely absolutely so and and we'll probably well of course we'll be wiser within a year when we'll see how the situation actually moves but at least for me it was more like well do i want to be in 15 hours in a plane with mask on do i really want to so no thank you so uh, my my manager is taking care of my duties on the in las vegas because it's a shorter flight from seattle rather than uh, from helsinki so better this way anyway so uh, let's come back on the discussion on the uh, on what's happening and all of that in a second but let's first do some articles for microsoft and community so let's actually jump in there um last week was mvp summit uh, so for those who do not know it we, we talked about it actually with the arjun as well but it's 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 visible that a lot of the mvps were focusing on mvp summit rather than writing articles because there wasn't actually that many published articles in the blog post but let's start with a microsoft side of the house so, so in the microsoft 365 uh, blog uh, in the tech community there's actually a few of these microsoft 365 blogs so it's a bit of a confusing thing but 
in the tech community, Microsoft 365 blog, there was a new article from Mamda Kumar on Microsoft Teams apps designed for Microsoft 365 coming in preview to Outlook and Office.com. So this is something which we talked about in the show uh, in the past as well. Um, so there's the Teams V2 SDK. Uh, so there's a new version on top of kind of evolution on the Teams SDK uh, from a JavaScript integration perspective, um, which enables the Teams application to be extended and exposed also in Outlook and in Office.com and eventually in the Office clients as well. So, and this really talks about that, uh, that the preview is now coming to Outlook and Office.com to actually start using things. So the same application is exposed in the multiple location. And then we have centralized app management tools. So rather than have a separate tools for managing Office add-ins and apps, um, then we have a one centralized ways of doing that. And, and this is an area where you will see more and more innovation and features in the future as well. Cannot code too much details at this point, but all of the applications in Microsoft 365 are looking into aligning on this model, which is which is great. Without, it's like, yeah, but does it mean that everything what we've done is to go, no, 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 no. There's gonna be a transition, all of the stuff. If you've done something in SharePoint Framework, it will still be SharePoint Framework, and all of that stuff will still work. It's just a matter of how do we aggregate things in a more convenient way for customers and partners, which is super, super important in this larger Microsoft 365 level. Because again, it's a bit of a complex platform, but this hopefully simplifies the storyline rather than having isolation. Let's embrace the com commonality. Is that the right way of saying that? I guess it is. Yes. That sounded smart. Hmm. Yes. One, <laughs> one thing in Monday morning, which I got right. Good. Uh, then we had uh, the, the monthly summary on the teams. Uh, what's happening? Exactly. So another summary of the recent investments in teams from the teams team around devices, features for users, for admins, and also new apps that are available for users who work with teams every day in their work. So definitely check it out if you're interested in what's new in Microsoft Teams, what devices you can use, what are new features, and to be able to stay on top of that. Yeah, a lot of, lot of, lot of investments in, in multiple areas. So a lot of, lot of cool stuff for sure. The same actually applies on the on the SharePoint roadmap. Uh, so SharePoint, a similar kind of a monthly summary. What did we announce and what's coming in the, well, what did we announced in March 2020? Uh, and then uh, also teasers Two, on what's coming. 2022? 2022, yes. <laughs> it, oh, it's not 2020 anymore. Wow. No, it's not. Well, it's, it's 834 <laughs> of March 2020, yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Good point, actually. Anyway, so uh, a similar kind of a summary blog post uh, raising um, the, the SharePoint features and, and SharePoint is this uh, apps and content services for Microsoft Teams and Microsoft 365. So there's kind of a lot of these relation uh, relation dependent services uh, which, which either take advantage of SharePoint from a storage perspective or automation perspective. And then of course, SharePoint Syntax and a lot of, lot of cool other stuff and features as well. So both blog posts are really, really great summaries on the breadth of the Microsoft 365 um, impulse in, in, well, feature perspective. So really, really cool stuff, a lot of stuff to follow. Now, this one was interesting, uh, getting started on Microsoft 365 apps at Microsoft Tech Days. Yes, so on May the 5th, 2022, meaning the coming May, um, Vesa and I, together with five of our MVPs, will talk about extending Microsoft 365 with apps that are relevant to customers on M365 today. Uh, 
right? So, and we will have the sample case of an app that allows you to manage uh, a signed seat, right? Because like as companies get back to a workplace, they must still still have the need of limited capacity and you requesting a seat and so forth and so on. So we will show you uh, um, with our MVPs solution that you could build today on M365 that allows users or employees to request seating for the facilities to manage that, you keeping track of your booking and so forth and so on. So this is a really great example, something that, that you could use in practice today already uh, in your work. So definitely sign up. There will be a two hour event, so not a, a massive investment of your time. And during that time, you will see exactly, you will see the code, how things are built. What are the different things that you need to take into account? So a lot of, practical knowledge that you will be able to use immediately in your work. Yeah, yeah, that's actually the key point. This is not future driven. This is what may or may not happen at some point, but it's it's actually technology which is available already today. And TeamSpot's power platform, SharePoint framework, Microsoft Graph, uh, Deepak Graph Connection, Toolkit, Microsoft Graph, everything. all of that stuff. Yes. In, a, in a single uh, a single solution. So really, really cool solution. So. Uh, Good work on that uh, from the, our MVP team as well. So moving on here, uh, we had an update from a SharePoint side of the house on the Microsoft Craft API support for new content type sync enhancements. And this is really around the fact that you can, we can now automate the push uh, from the content type hub, those content types to be available within a SharePoint site using then Craft APIs, so like it should be. So all of the APIs moving gradually to the Craft side of the house and, and automating things. So really, really great stuff on there. Then there was a new article on learn from the community. Exactly. So a new article from a colleague of mine, Bob German, uh, around interview that he had with a company named, I forgot the name, it's uh, the Decision Point, and they made an app, a bot, right, that allows, that brings this intelligence about data to teams. So instead of users having to go to some other app, leave the context of their work, instead, they can directly engage with the bot and get info directly from that in the context of their work. So a really great interview by Bob with uh, the partner around the app that they build. Yeah, really, really cool stuff. Thank you, Bob. And, and decision point people uh, related on this one as well. Great, great storyline for sure. Then we had a blog post from the Power Platform side of the house related on their unified Microsoft Power Platform API, and which is now in preview, and really looking into having this kind of a centralized location to get access on uh, all of the Power Platform automations from a single location. So rather than having, again, the, the isolated APIs have a centralized APIs, uh, which is a great way of always approaching one endpoint to roll them on all. Now, it would be cool, uh, with all the honesty, to have this also in Microsoft Craft, because again, rather than having Power Platform its own thing and then Microsoft Craft its own thing, uh, it would be nice to get it all aggregated. But one step at a time, heading to the same unified direction. And then we wanted to actually talk about a bit about something's happening in Las Vegas. This is a mind bubbling, isn't it? Exactly. So I guess that will be tomorrow as you watch this. It might be today. It might have already been. There will be Microsoft 365 conference in person in Vegas in the US. And there will be like you might have heard it in the past, right? A Microsoft 365 all up event featuring speakers from Microsoft, community, leaders, MVPs 
talking about the latest and greatest on Microsoft 365 across the board. So it's Power Platform, it's Viva, it's SharePoint, it's Teams, everything's in there. And a lot of lot of familiar faces and names uh, as a speaker. So really, really, really great stuff. And looking forward on hearing uh, how it went and all of that stuff. So I, I decided to skip this one personally because uh, I still feel don't feel good about you, traveling too much. You but you know, do it all, so. and you cannot do it all, right? That's fine. That's fine. And and my manager is there uh, for sure as well. Now. Then we had a new announcement or new version coming out on the CLI for Microsoft 365 version 5.1. And, and really the new thing here was about the validating of the correctness of SharePoint uh, framework project. So that was really the, the coolest thing. Of course, there's, there's other stuff happening as well, not to reduce the work on that side, but um, this is actually really, really cool. Nice, let's say, joint project together with SharePoint engineering and then the open source and community side of the house to include an automation in Microsoft 365, CLI for Microsoft 365, which will help to validate the SharePoint framework project structure. So if there's dependency um, uh, mistakes or or there was a good comment already in social media related on, oh, we have the solution which we already upgraded five times and then there's some mistakes, we can't figure it out and just so run the report and it will tell you how it should be looking. Yeah. So really, really cool stuff. So, and thank you, Alex Terentiev from engineering side on, on helping on this one. Anything else you want to actually say on this because you are more on CLI side of the house. Yeah, so, um, so as every month we release new version of CLI with new commands and, and improvements. And it's exactly as you say, like um, it was, it is one example, the command you mentioned is one example where it really shows the power of community and Microsoft um, work together on a common goal to really yep. try to think about the challenges that we see and making the best use of features and products that we have available and not trying really to, you know, take everything internally, but really embrace the fact like, well, there are other tools that are being used already. Let's add to them as opposed to build something separate that stands by itself that people need to discover and we need to document and manage and so forth and so on. Yeah. So instead, let's think of it as what are the strengths of both uh, internal teams and community and make really the best use of these strengths towards a common goal. Absolutely, absolutely. Really, really good example of that. And, and it's great to see that we're getting more and more aligned and working together with community and the engineering uh, across the Microsoft 365, which is, which is super, super, super cool. In this case, Alex is an awesome example because Alex used to be an MVP, part of the open source community projects, what we're doing now, he's engineer in Microsoft, but he keeps on continuing uh, being active on this side. And that all of that is then helping on bridging the gaps um, and discussions and all of that. So great, great, great. Uh, one Microsoft storyline, and not just with one Microsoft, but one community storyline. Let's put it this exactly. Way. And I mean, and um, and it, and it's also cool because you mentioned only Alex, but there are other folks involved yes. too across different teams who help with envisioning and testing, validating, yes. providing feedback. So it's yep. like what seems as one simple thing on the outside, actually it is, and it, and it's quite elaborate, right? And it's really cool to see like how can we combine our efforts and and strength to really work together on it and not really try to one person reinvent the wheel and do everything by themselves yep. so that that's also a very cool thing that maybe we don't really talk about that much on the outside but it's really cool example to see here 
how many different teams, even even at Microsoft, were involved in this. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Great, great, great. Uh, and a great command, great, absolutely brilliant implementation as well. Now, related on that one, uh, if you're wondering how we do actually use it and how does it actually work, uh, Rabia Williams uh, helped uh, to create a quick video related on how things are working. Well, how do you install the things uh, or what is the command where you get uh, more details on the on the tooling and then how does it actually work um, in the video. And this is really cool 39 seconds long yes. quick teaser video, but still has all of the details inside of it. So really, really great work on that, Rabia. Thank you. Thank you for that. Then Don Kirkham had this series related on developing SPFX solution using Docker. And then this is the fourth, uh, third. third of the third. fourth, third, third of the fourth. Yes, I'm, I'm anyway, reading it so hard, uh, where, where basically he talks about the Docker um, and what are the benefits, how things are actually working, how do you install things, how to get started on using things, and, and what does it mean in practice. And, and it's, the Docker is actually kind of interesting because whenever we released SharePoint Framework, that was 2017 GA, um, it's already been five years, more than five years. Um, we actually did evaluate the option of pushing the Docker at the same time, and then it didn't catch. It just didn't catch. Uh, so it, it was something what people felt that it's too complex, too complicated to actually do. But now we're seeing a bit more traction and a bit more interest on the community and customers and partners to actually start using that. But it, it always requires a certain maturity level so that you're able to accept the next steps and tooling and all of that. So it, it's an interesting yeah. learning on this as well. Well, yeah. And, and, and I mean, in a way, it makes sense because when you release it, uh challenge wasn't as obvious as it is now right because like yes. one of the things that we see a lot is that over time you build apps on spfx and over time they will use different version meaning different dependencies different runtimes and so forth and so on when you released spfx originally that wasn't an issue because you only had one um yep. version right but yep. now five six years in there are multiple versions and you might need to go back at some point to a project you've built last year's two years back and upgrading it might not always be an option because maybe you don't have time there is no money in a, the budget for it you just need to change something and you can spend a lot of time you know fiddling with nvm installing the road the right node version as for and so on or you use docker and you have instantly just the right environment to work on a project, right? So it's kind of this interesting thing, balance that people start to understand the solution only when they experience a problem. Yep, I think that's actually true as well. So good, good uh, learning exercise for the community for sure. Now, then on Ganesh, Ganesh had a new blog post as well. Exactly. So a great tip. Imagine that you work on a list and you want to have conditional formatting based on a column with a date. How can you check if the date and time column is blank empty, right? So this is just like a simple tip yet invaluable when you want to have the ability to um, color or do something with formatting list based on a column of type date and time. Very cool. Thank you, Ganesh, on, on that one. Um, then uh, Peter Venstra had a docu uh, new blog post again. He's, he's nicely blogging every single week as well. Uh, almost uh, open word documents in desktop app from Power App. So how do we actually start the desktop app 
open Word documents into desktop apps um, in the automated way. So really, really cool automation and learnings related on that one. And, and the Peter's blog posts are really, really good on, again, pointing and scenario and then telling the story on that. And because that, that's going to help on those who are looking into the problem uh, in Google or in Bing, and then they can easily find, okay, so this is the description, this is the problem, this is the solution. So great work on that, Peter. So thank you on that. Then there was a, a good discussion uh, with Mike and Antonio and uh, Sarah. Yes, what it means to be an MVP. And that is like a really interesting thing because there are many MVPs. And when you are involved with the community or you, uh, you attend events, you might get to interact with them. So it's interesting to hear from people who are MVPs how they experience that, what it's about, what is their journey, what things what they actually do and so forth and so on. so it's really it's really like a peek uh, behind the curtains in a way to hear from mvps what it is to be an mvp what what it means to them absolutely absolutely so good stuff on that thank you sarah and mike and antonio on that one now then there was a new blog post from daniel Klein and daryl webster uh, on dude where's my power apps and this is their uh, weekly series uh, on episode 234. We need to step up our game. So, Oleg, so. I mean, we can number our episodes <laughs> based on the, you know, seconds since Epoch. Oh, that's clever. That's clever. Episode 1000 million, whatever. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, uh, latest uh, latest on the messaging uh, centers show. Uh, so going through the latest uh, announcements in the messaging center. What is exactly is messaging center? If you're an administrator in Microsoft 365 tenant administrator, you will get all of the upcoming and features and announcement through the administrative messaging center. So that's from that's where you know the stuff what is getting released and rolling out and all of that stuff. So good, good, good uh, weekly show to follow up as well. So thank you, Dan. And on that. Then we had a blog, uh, blog post, you know, video. Blog post? Video. <laughs> <laughs> yes, from Paolo. And it's about how can you, you turn off guest users via Power Automate? And TLDR, you use for that the Microsoft Graph. If you want to know exactly how it works, what calls you need to do and so forth and so on, watch the video. It will take all of the five minutes and 28 seconds for you to learn that. Yep, really good. Uh, good, good, good. Uh, the, the Tech Bytes is a great, great, great uh, series as well, a weekly series, and he's going to cross 200 episodes this week. So congratulations, uh, Paula, on that one. So let's see what will be the special 200 episode theme. I know that he has already recorded that. The question is just, <laughs> and it's also an interesting thing because it's series where you learn M3X5 one bite at a time. Yes, the same okay. way you would you would eat elephant. True, true. true. <laughs> one bite at a time, and then uh, Shane Young had a new blog, uh, <laughs> blog post. Wow, <laughs> video, <laughs> you know. <laughs> New video on Power Apps are in the responsive design, and and so basically, how can you do that, uh, and what are the learnings, and how do you start learning on how they're doing things, and responsiveness is quite important in Power Apps as well, because the same Power App could be accessed to the desktop or to the different devices. So it's it's quite important to figure out those practices and learnings. Uh, so really, really great video, a 30, 30 minute video, so long video for learning the, the techniques in here. Thank you, thank you, Shane, on that one. 
Now, that's it for now. So what's happening this week, Waldeck? Um, let me think. So we have an awesome amount of PRs open in CLI for, for M365. So we're going to do more releases, more reviews. Um, other than that, we actually release an early preview for the preview of concept for about which we talked about already for many, many weeks about a, how could we improve the developer experience for Angular devs who want to build Teams tabs with SSO? So now we have a POC. We haven't really done much noise about it yet because it's early version. So we want to first check in a small group. Does it work? Is there anything that we missed? So we have a few people uh, looked at it already. If you work with Angular and you build for Teams, we would love to hear from you and then have you look at it, give it a try, and tell us what you think. Would that be a meaningful addition? Would that be something that you would like to see more iron out, maintained, extended, and so forth and so on? Or do you say, well, not really, right? So yeah. if, again, if you work with Angular and you build for Teams, let me know, let us know, because we have something to show you. We think that there would be a meaningful addition to, to your tool chain. But we'd love to hear from you if that's indeed the case. Um, other than that, let me think. So as you said, as said, last week there was the summit. And I, like many of the sessions, so it would start 4 p.m. for me and it would last until the midnight. So I'm catching up the day after with the recordings. And it's really cool to see how much interesting stuff there is and that like include that in thinking and all the work. So unfortunately, we cannot share more about it uh, in the open yet, but the respective teams who talked about their work will be talking more about their work as it evolves. So definitely stay tuned for the updates. Um, and I guess on our side, that is it. So the build built us in May. So a lot of this stuff. Is yes, exactly. So through. it's coming really, really, really soon. So you can definitely expect some new material there. Um, anything on your end, Vesa? Uh, I'm, I'm also getting up after the MVP Summit Week, and they say that always takes quite a lot of time to co coordinate and do things. Uh, but uh, we kind of release a new version of SharePoint Framework 1.15. New preview version is coming out on hopefully today, if you're watching this on Tuesday when the, the, the podcast or video goes live, so the 5th of uh, April, uh, or it might be actually Wednesday or Thursday, but we'll see. Uh, but the basic idea on that one will be then that we will introduce or provide the first version of the list extensibility on that. So. And with that, you mean the ability to have a custom form? Custom forms for uh, viewing an item, editing an item, and creating an item. So. Wow, that's been that's, that's been, been a long time for a list. long yes, time. Yes, so yes, 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 yes. So there's a bit of a one of one of the bit of a bummer, which we need to have feedback in the future, is that you cannot overround the full list experience still. So the, basically, the listing of all items that's yeah. not available uh, because again, the thinking there is that you would use the list formatting and and a few other options to to customize that, but you can modify the create new view item and uh, edit item uh, experiences. Yeah, and I mean, in a way, you could you could also say, well, if you need to override the whole list, why not build a full page app? Sure, sure. And in Absolutely. there, you own Absolutely. the full experience, and you can even have Absolutely. new experience, so you can have this multi-page 
app with new edit and view. Yep. Right. So like there is, it's not like people are blocked because of it. Yeah. But but sure. again, so there's the, there's always the what about this scenario? What about this scenario? What yeah, about exactly. this scenario? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 this is, is this is going to be a journey. One step at a time, we'll introduce again additional scenarios and experiences and, and all of that. So based on the feedback, but that's Ooh. one step at a time. Really cool. Cool. But I guess that's it for this week. Uh, thank you, Waldek. Thank you, Aryan, one more time for joining us uh, on the discussion. Thank you, really, really cool discussion. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Waldek. And, that one. and we'll be back with the next BNP Weekly in a week. So cheers, everybody. Later. Bye.